This is how it's going to start. Hey, everybody, it's me, Jeffrey Jorgen, with the Kettle Crowd here on your Sunday morning slapback edition here on the Executive Buffet, also known as Live to Tape, also known as Daddy's Big Red Truck. It parks wherever it wants because wherever it is and it's not moving is a legitimate place to park because it's so big, it's so red, and everybody knows Daddy, so you can't tell Daddy where to park. Isn't this a cool intro right now? This is what I call the vocasturbating intro. This is a special vocasturbating intro here. Uh, we're coming to you from a minimal substation at the located to the right side of the main brick where uh, all the people put out their cigarettes here on uh, 4th Street and 16th, okay? Hi, I'm in New York right now. I'm technically in Brooklyn, which is still New York, but technically if you write a letter to Brooklyn, you put Brooklyn, not New York, on there. I think it will get there if you put New York, though. This is a great podcast. I got more coming. We had a delay because of all kinds of things I've been doing here. But please rate, review, and subscribe. Join me. Come on in here. Great podcast now with the wonderful, hilarious Dave. Wow. How long can I do that? I did a long time. It's Dave Ross, everybody. Hilarious comedian. Someone I've known for a long time. One of the most wonderful, hilarious, cool, exciting, great taste people that I know. Here he is now on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Turn it up loud on speakers. Let it flow. Let it blast. Don't get a rash. I love you. In the zone, in the house. Here he is, remote, even though we're technically in the same city right now. But it's a big fucking city. This is a big old goddamn city. Yeah, I couldn't find you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were just both walking around like, oh, man, I don't know, dude. I'm Maybe at the corner of uh, 36th and 17th. Oh, wait, is it 17th and 36th? Uh, and I was like, me that too, but get... I'm in Queens. Uh, I'm in New Brunswick. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's good to see you. It is funny. We've been hanging out, but this we're doing remote. I think yeah, that's funny. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is significantly more convenient for all aspects of it, the audio including. You know, it's such a thing where it's so easy to get. We know we're going to get good audio here. Totally. And uh, we've seen each other in person enough to know, like, this isn't like some, like, uh, we're not, this isn't a dry run. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> We're familiar with like, talking. Uh, yeah, yeah totally. I know you. You know how to talk. I know how to talk. We both know how to talk to each other. Yeah. I know when when I if I say like something, you're gonna be like, oh, he's he means this. Right. Yeah. Totally. And I'm I won't tell the people listening what it means. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. You'll thing. keep it a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, I'm uh, I'm here to fuck with your audience. I wonder if you can turn your levels up a bit. Actually, my levels are kind of hot. I think that's the issue here. Oh, okay. My levels are a little bit... I'm a little hot. I'm going down to seven now. Okay, that's better. See, that sounds better. And uh, and I'm good? We, we're... Uh, yeah, you're we're, great. Okay, oh, my great. God. I see a little cat in the background. God damn, oh, that's yeah, cute. Oh, that, yeah. That's Dr. Funk. She's 17. She, uh... <laughs> She's crafty, dude. It's funny. She like uh, crafty, she, the crafty cat. So like like a year ago, she started like uh, vomiting like way more than usual and hiding and stuff and <laughs> Wait, hi- hiding. How much more? How much is usual though? Well, you know, it's a cat. You know, they'll eat something weird. Okay. They throw up a few times yeah. a year. You know, maybe a little right. bit more. It's not regular. a big deal. Yeah, totally. But she um, 
And she she has long hair, so she would get hairballs and stuff. But she was like mm-hmm. hiding, which means they're in pain. And so I took her to the vet, <laughs> and it turned that out not that funny, uh, but I'm laughing at it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how. If you ever have a cat that's hiding, I didn't know that until that happened. And the vet hiding. was like, "No, they hide when they're in pain. They're like ashamed of being in pain." Wow. Yeah. Well, they're right. You should not be in pain. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so I found out that pain. she has a kidney problem, and oh, as damn. a result, I had to like change her diet to get these foods that are better for cats with kidney and she has a little mm-hmm. bit of a stomach problem too and uh up until then i've been feeding her friskies which i've come to think okay. now is like giving a cat crack to smoke <laughs> i think or it's, it's just like mcdonald's right <laughs> yeah it's like mcdonald's that's exactly what it's yeah. like and so i had to switch her from friskies. mcdonald's to like a bowl of spinach every day basically you oh, know wow and she hates it and so We've come to the decision over like trying all this diet stuff that uh, I give her half of the kidney diet and then half just straight tuna. Mm -hmm. And the reason Mm. I said she's crafty is that she digs through the kidney disease food and picks out the tuna and then doesn't eat the rest of it. And when you just same thing, (laughs) I know, totally. I know. Mm -hmm. And she's like, bro, I'm 17. I'm going to be dead in. Two to five years. Like, let me eat you know, my fucking she tuna. Might not. Well, Man, cats live so long. Do they? they? Past like I don't know. Cats always think? surprise me. Yeah. There's been every time I hear about the age of a cat, I'm always surprised. Really? Because sometimes you'd be like, yeah, the cat's still around. Like, there's people I know who've had cats that I was sure had died long ago, but they're like, oh, it's still around and it looks exactly the same, acts <laughs> the same. Cats are not like dogs. I'm just so used to dogs that the, the yeah. language of life of a cat, to me, confuses me. Because it seems like, like, what are you, like, invincible or something? Yeah, it's almost like they have nine lives. It's almost as though they have nine <laughs> lives. It's almost as if they have nine <laughs> lives. It's so funny because I remember as a kid hearing that being like, what does that mean? It's so confusing to me. Yeah. And I thought, like, oh, it's because it's they can fall out of trees and they're okay. But now I realize it's just because... They keep not dying when they're of supposed to age. have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Like I don't know. Biden. Like in my. Yeah. It's like Biden has nine lives. Yeah. Just Biden. Just kick. I wonder how long that guy's going to be kicking it. Dude. I don't know, man. I. I don't know, man. It feels like not another term. Right. <laughs> oh, God. It's one of my favorite things to think about is the idea of him running again. Like just the, oh. it's it's so it's um, what do you call it? Schadenfreude. Like yes. the idea of thinking about this man. If you watch interviews from him, like maybe f- not even five years ago, he's a different person. He's and now joyful and bouncing just, around. Yeah, yeah. He can like he can like uh, he can riff. Yeah, he was like he would like stand behind Obama and laugh and be like, yeah. He was like this yeah, weird he, hype man. <laughs> he's the riffer. Yeah. He says the wrong thing, then it's like it's okay because it's Biden. It's the guy who's like your your hockey coach. So he's like, yeah, he's gonna say something kind of wrong, but he's the hockey coach. Right. Yeah, you never expect a hockey coach to become the president. Right. Um, they're not supposed to. Be. They're not supposed <laughs> to. Yeah, dude. Even the hockey coach doesn't want to be president. He's just like, okay, I guess, I guess I have to do this. Yeah. 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 Totally. Oh. He is an interesting figure. Like he's, uh, he we, the, it was one of the most annoying things about right now are all the people in my life that are still. Uh, insecure about him like I talk a lot of shit about Joe Biden because yeah it just I think the you know the pandemic pulled the wool off our eyes and it's very clear that they're all trying to kill us we don't need to go on a rant yeah. but that's sort of how it's obvious you know and so mm-hmm. you know whatever party that you're in the money part like it's very clear and so this guy is just like he's acting all like hey it's fine and he's pushing buttons that kill people and you know oh, yeah and so there are still people in my life that are when I make fun of him, say shit like, uh, what they was the bristle? option, Dave? What was the option? Oh, my God. And it's like, I'm not saying, <laughs> we all agreed, we vote for him yeah. to get that motherfucker out, but now it's yeah. immediately bad. Like, it's... <laughs> True. Yeah. And also, the whole point of being president is you get to bag on that guy relentlessly. It's the whole thing. <laughs> right. That's what you do. If you don't, if you can't make fun of the president, then what can you make fun of? Totally. You have to be able to make fun of that guy. It's the definition of punching up. That's so true. That's so fucking true. Nah, man, I've seen. Yeah, it comics. is funny. Some some people are very defensive about it. It's weird to me. I remember yeah. when I first started being okay with like, oh, I'm just gonna fucking make fun of this guy like crazy. <laughs> yeah. And. 
it felt really good, but the people who, yeah, just the bristling is, it's so strange. Well, I think that there are just some, I don't know. It's like a thing where I, I was like this a long time. We all used to, everyone who was on the left was like a Democrat and you can't talk yeah. shit about Democrats. And I think they're what, that's what's happening is they're still like, Hey, don't talk shit about Democrats. And it's like, uh, shut up, man. <laughs> That's a- yeah, because those guys—they're just all such great folks. They're all—they mean the most for—they mean the best for everyone all the time. Yeah, they're totally. Not just, uh, yeah, war hawks. Yeah, it's also like hard to—I mean, not to be a dick, but like they're all so old, and I just yeah, the old thing is—it's <laughs> so real. Yeah. If you made fun of one thing, <laughs> if, let's just say you agree with everything that Biden had to say, uh, all the points of the Democratic Party, your hardcore party loyalists. When it comes down to it, this is the oldest president of all time. Yes. It's too old. It's too old, and we can see it every time you— I haven't watched the guy speak in probably about a year because I can't stand to watch it. (laughs) I don't want to see it. It's scary. It makes you sad. It's like somebody—give him a chair. Like, I don't need him to stand up, dude. Yeah. Give him a B-12 shot. (laughs) <laughs> like that or they should just keep him behind like a screen like the uh, the what's his name uh the wizard from star uh, i almost said the, the wizard from star wars hell yeah the, dude uh, the wizard of oz <laughs> it should just be biden like you never see his face you see him but he's never speaking when you see him it's always you just hear or yeah. see never both we get a radio address once a week yes yeah yes that's we should have a fucking radio address and it's like all crackly and stuff yeah and, totally and it's about yeah. a bunch of bullshit he's like uh he's like <laughs> oh actually uh in iowa uh, corn production is up 150 percent this year right. like wow all right he like because that's who he is I, that's why he got elected too there are so many people that are like I don't know. It's pretty recent that everything has got set on fire, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people were like, I'm going to vote for a guy that reminds me of 15 years ago who was like uh, going to talk about shit from then, you know? Mm-hmm. Where like, yeah, stuff about he's going to talk about like, uh, I don't know, Grandpa exports. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And like how the auto industry is doing and shit like that. And uh, he also used to be really into <laughs> trains too. I always loved that about yeah. Biden. He was a big time train guy. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a, uh, what do you call it? Um, it was a fruitless pursuit. But he wanted to get the the Amtrak back up again. Yeah. But it's just not happening. Well, he lived in Delaware, and he would take the train to D.C. If I understand oh, correctly. Yeah. We just, I just drove. I just had the most fun weekend uh, driving down to D.C. and doing shows in D.C. with some with oh you know you do with, with Ryan, Ryan Donahue. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, man. That must have been fun as hell. He's it so funny. So, he's so funny. He's I so much fun. I just met him, and I'm like, oh my god, he's like. Like, that guy has a very interesting story, too. Dude, truly. Like, yeah, I moved mm-hmm. here, and we were immediate friends. And uh, he's funny. And then Kenny DeForest was in the car and Connor McNutt. And it was just... And then we were at the DC Improv. It was so fun. And uh, we Sounds would, like some guys really chopping it up pretty hard. Yeah, totally, man. We <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about work and girls. You know what I mean? Four dudes. Getting four married. Dudes. Talking about when we're going to get married. And uh, Wait, All you guys were on the same shows or just happened to be in D.C. at the same time? So Ryan was headlining the Little Room at the Improv, and Connor and I right. were going up before him, and Kenny was doing Hotbed, which is uh, okay. the new... Like, if you ever did uh, Big Hunt in D.C.? It's Ooh, I, I think I did. I, I can't remember if I did or I tried to and didn't. I don't remember, but I definitely okay. know that. Know well, it's the new that. And okay. uh, it's really fun. It's this bar in this cool part. Anyway, we had a great time. And uh, on the way down, we stopped at a at a rest area. And it was the Joe Biden rest <laughs> area. And there were like pictures of him everywhere. Rest area? I don't think so. It was in Delaware. And they were oh, like, right. he's a Delawarean. Welcome to Delaware. This is where Joe Biden's from. And they're just so jacked up that Joe Biden's from there. And I guess they must have made it that when he was the vice president. Like, it must have been mm-hmm. this way for years because the photos of him in there are not. He can stand up current. and like shake people's hands and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't look, look like a scarecrow. Up. Yeah, totally. Freaking um, Biden. Dude. Freaking Biden. Aw. <laughs> But on the flip side, it's like he doesn't do anything that makes you want to fucking die, really. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, you know, they all do, but you know what I mean. It's like um, a, it's like a really it's like a comic who's bombing versus a comic who is like actively s- screaming racist things. Yeah, yeah, right. That's exactly what it's like. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, but, but it's also not like that because even I'd rather see a comic say stuff that I don't agree with that's funny than watch someone bomb. Right. 
Because that's why I kind of miss Trump in that sense, where he was like he, he was wild. I, I, he he, can't, he he just is so f- I mean, the way he, he speaks is like watching like a freaking like mongoose go after a snake. It just he takes look, all these left turns and he's moving around so fast. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And he had You're so like many a, like obvious mental health issues. Yeah, but he's, it was crazy, he's like a fucking dude. carnival barker, you know? Yeah. He's like this guy who is, he's so unhinged, you're you're drawn in by the the sheer chaos of the way he speaks. Like, he always does those asides, you know? Like, the, like the you know, like he throws yeah, stuff yeah. away. It's totally. So, it's, so, it's so like, uh, it's so preachery where you're, you don't care what he's saying. It's the music of the speech, not necessarily the content. Because there's no content. There's no, no content at no. all. It's just, it's just like cool well, music. <laughs> and it's also like I would say, man, like honestly, it's it, you know it's hard to say that he's funny because he was like he's like a fucking racist and it, it hurt people. Yeah, he's a piece of trash. But if you remove the fact that he could affect people, he was like yeah. the funniest person who ever lived. Like you're just watching your like drunk uncle give a wedding speech <laughs> for four years. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> it was it like, is. what is happening, dude? And he's talking about uh, like fucking the bride and and like yes. how he <laughs> like what? <laughs> what is going on, dude? Yeah. 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 And if it didn't it's, matter, oh mm-hmm. man, like just it would have just been a ball that four years. Uh yeah. God, I dude. wonder if it's gonna ha- I always oh, thinking scary. about this all the oh. time. I was I don't want to. I, I don't know. Part of me wants the chaos again. I want to yeah. just feel the vibration of insanity for another four more years, and just to see. It's like that thing where, let's say, you see, um, like you're expecting some car to fly over the cliff, but it gets caught on a tree. You're like, huh? You know, I don't want anyone to die, but I also that was kind of uh, anticlimactic. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, right. Like you want to just see. You want how closure far on this, that that shit. I want closure on the madness of it. I want to see. Wow. I want to see like all the his supporters, like because they're all all the his supporters now are so diehard, and they're all half of them are like mentally enfeebled people. They're so yep. stupid. Right. I want to see how far this shit can go to the point of where it's. It's, you know what I mean? It's man, I know like what you mean. Burst but I, into flames. I just feel like, man, I just feel like it knows no bounds. I don't want it at all. I don't. Yeah. I, I feel like, like, but I, I get it. I, I feel like, because I like life. I think life is crazy and interesting, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to die I, one I day. So, like, I'm seeing the that. craziest shit I could possibly see sounds good. But then if mm-hmm. you think about that four years, like, dude, do you remember this? Day three of his presidency, he like made a mistake that killed like nine Navy SEALs. It was day he did? What three. Was it? I forgot. It was like a mission that I don't know. And I read about it. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> it was immediate. And uh, dude, I mean, you know, QAnon would come back and I, it would yeah. be fucking nuts. Like, I don't know if, you know, if you want to write a movie about it, then yeah. Yeah. That's you true. should definitely vote for him. <laughs> but I think that I it'll be I fucked mean, up, man. It's gnarly. It's gnarly times. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. At the same time, I also feel like I have found a way to just not care. I'm so much better at just disengaging from stuff. Yeah. And realizing that a lot of the stuff that people get all puffed up about, it really doesn't affect anybody except for if, if you are paying attention to it. It's like it's not a thing unless you are looking at it. Yeah. If you don't look at it, it really does kind of go away and stops it's like looking at the sun or something. Well, yeah. if you don't look at it, you're still going to be affected by it, but it's not going to hurt you nearly as much if you just kind of uh, stay in the shade, make it a point to stay in the shade. Yeah. Yeah. I like that attitude, man. I just generally like the shade in general in my life. I'm a huge shade guy. Yeah. I'm I don't a like big heat. time shade person. Yeah, man. You're saying you like to keep cool, but also you're talking about the type of shade where you like talk shit about people behind their back, that kind of shade. No, as I'm well. not. I'm not that shade. I'm okay. anti that shade. <laughs> okay. So that's the thing about me. I'm, I'm pure, actual, real, non sunshade, but talking <laughs> shit, I'm full anti talking shit shade. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Fully anti. I think Same. it's a. Uh, I like to be. I think when. In the cool. You got to name names. Yeah, exactly. I, you, I want, I want you to point in their face and be like, mm-hmm. "Man, fuck you," you know. It's like that uh, Bloodstone song. Say it to my face. Don't say it to my blind side. I think that's how it goes. Oh, I like don't that. know that song. Wow. Oh my god, you know Bloodstone at all? I don't think so. You know that song, uh, "Natural High," probably right. Mm. Natural High, loving I don't know. you more. 
it's like a R and B song from nineteen seventy five, I think, maybe seventy. Oh, I've probably like heard it and I never clocked. Yeah, who it's it was. like a classic slow jam anthem from this band called Bloodstone, and they have like they have two or three albums that are pure early seventies, just bangers, like pure. Oh my god, it's like the perfect blend of funk and R and B. Cool. Their shit fucking rips. Oh, that's great. What have you been listening I to lately, my, speaking of which? God, I don't know, man. It's been, I've been in, uh, doing a lot of um, checking back in on older things. I'm trying to think here. Like, it's a lot of uh, like revisiting of stuff. I get like, that. Um, like listening to The Kinks a bunch. Been listening ah. to The Kinks. Because I'm in New York here, so I'm walking a lot. I'm walking yeah. so much. I think I'm walking too much. I find my legs hurt almost every day. Same. I'm like, why did I walk for 20,000 steps today? <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. You know, that. I don't know, though, man. I mean, maybe, yeah, like, I I, I would say, uh, I'm maybe the wrong person to talk about this because I'm a massive okay. fan of walking, and I walk everywhere. Okay. Matter of fact, like, I will, I don't really take the train that much in wow. the city. That's how much I walk. I'll, like, uh, if, if I have the time, I will... Like, very often, I walk over the Brooklyn Bridge or the Williamsburg Bridge okay. to go from one borough to the other. Uh, I do like that. I have done that yeah. a couple times. But I did it for I did it running as, like, exercise, not oh, as cool. a, done as a, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. And, uh, yeah, my legs hurt a lot. I think it's, it's I think you, you just take days off, and then you get used to right. it, so you can walk more. That's how I feel about it. I want to walk every day. Um, what, that, don't you get so hot and sweaty though? Then totally, yeah. And I keep a I backpack so with uh, changes a shirt. Like wow. when during that the heat wave, like... I kept two extra shirts in my bag. That heat wave was out. I can't. I, it was unbelievable. I, I'm it was exasperated. I can't even talk about it. It was the summer in New York is way worse than the summer in LA. Like way it's so much worse. worse. It's insane. Yeah. The, There's the, a couple times where I found myself. It was like eleven o'clock at night. I'm waiting to get a car to go back home. Yeah. And I'm standing there, and I am dripping sweat, yeah. like I'm just got out of a pool. Yeah. And I haven't done anything but walk. Dude, I literally, it's so bad. I'm on the fourth floor of a building in Jersey City, and um, yeah. So the heat rises all day, and uh, all the walls are fucking insulated. So, I. And I tend to get ready to leave at like five or six. And mm-hmm. uh, literally this happened to me so many times. I shower. Uh, I get out. <laughs> I like do the thing. I put a shirt on. And then after I put a shirt on, I like the stuff I have to do is like put deodorant on, uh, put shit in my hair and uh, then like feed my cat. And by the time that's over, I have sweat through the shirt I'm wearing and I have to change my <laughs> shirt. Well, at least you have a process you know about, right? <laughs> right, right. At least you can count on it. Yeah, the heat. I, a couple of times I felt like I, I was going to be sick. Yeah. It was so hot that yeah. I had to go back home and just close the drapes and lay down and be and realize you're not supposed to go out there. It's too hot yeah. to go out there and walk around. You can't do it. I run the AC all night and I have my mm-hmm. cat here. I moved her litter box and her food into my bedroom and I towel the door so I could just run the fucking AC all night. And I literally like every time and I walking home, coming home for me is so crazy because Jersey City is accessible, but far in the sense that you got to take an extra train and the trains only run every 40 minutes after midnight. Um, Brooklyn, right? Jersey City. No, it's on the other side of Manhattan from Brooklyn. Oh, it's in New Jersey. Yeah, it's in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a whole other city. Yeah. You know, I was thinking of as Long Island City. Okay, Jersey City. Okay. So you live in New Jersey. Yeah, I live in New Jersey. That's crazy. Yeah, it sucks. That's so interesting to me. Well, I don't know. Does it suck? Why? Well, I mean, the place doesn't suck. (laughs) Yeah. The place is fine. It's just far away. It's just far. And And also, I was honestly pretty fine with it for a few months and now uh, it's it's too far. It's just like, because like I said, after midnight, the PATH train runs every 40 minutes. And so I have to, it's like basically fine. If I time it right, I tend to get but there like five or ten minutes. But if you don't, I have a few but times I've missed it by three minutes. And I have to wait 37 minutes for a train. And um, I made a deal with myself. No, no Ubers, because I would just end up wasting too much money on Ubers. Um, yeah, that's easy to spend on those things. Yeah, Why so did I'm you like, move there? 
my buddy owns this place, and okay. I, uh, well, owned. It's like a weird, man, the situation with it. The place is weird. I knew it was going to be temporary, and it's really mm-hmm. cheap. I'm paying a thousand a month, which That's is nothing. Fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. And um, his fiance owned it actually, and they broke up. Oh, and, uh, so there's a problem. Yeah, and she wants to live here, and I, mm-hmm. I just didn't want to deal with it, so I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, uh, I was going to leave in a couple months anyway. Mm-hmm. But it just got weird, you know, and I was just like, yeah. fuck it. I'm not going to, I'm just going to leave. And um, so, weird yeah. Weird is never worth it. N- what's that? No, ever. That's yeah, such a great. You have, the place you live, you want to have to be no weird. No weird at all. Totally. I could, yeah, I have a lease until the end of October and I like could have gotten all, you know, strong-willed about it and been like, no, I'm staying. But now I'm sharing an apartment with my best friend's ex-fiance? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> no, no way. And she doesn't like my cat, so fuck oh that. Oh, my God. Did she say stuff about it? Just say, like, just say it, I don't like your fucking cat, all right? I don't she like the cat. She said she came over to change the locks after they broke uh-huh. up. And uh, she said... Um, she was like, you know, I thought I'd be okay with the cat, but I didn't like the smell. If we live together for a month, can the cat live somewhere else? <laughs> sure, yeah, we'll just put the cats myself. No problem. No problem, uh, Marjorie. No problem, Sheila. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, was we'll like, just put the, yeah, no problem. No problem with the cat someplace else. Super easy. Yeah, super easy. I'll, let me just, you know, let me, let me do it right now. Actually, can you just hold my uh, hold this, and I'm gonna go take care of it right this second. <laughs> We'll just get rid of this little animal. Let's just fucking get rid of it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. It doesn't need me to stay alive at all. Yeah, I'll I can just, just put it in this. the car. I'll just stay in the car mm-hmm. for a month, and uh, yeah, I can just about, shit on the, the dash. Attic? Is there an attic here? Is there, how about a, a basement? Maybe it's like a basement hole. We can just throw this little fur in. We could throw it in the trash. Let's throw the cat in the oh, trash. Yeah, I think. yeah help that's me. fine. Can you help me throw in the trash? <laughs> it's a big cat. It's a heavy cat, so I'm not gonna get Did it in the trash on my own. Did you move there with the cat? Did you Not at first. The cat? the cat was okay, but that cat's been your cat for a long time. Seventeen years, whole time. Had her wow. the whole time. Yeah, dude. You had her since a kitty. Yeah, isn't that cool? How'd you get her, dude? I was, I must have been twenty-three. I lived in Fresno, California. Uh, I shared an apartment with a drunk, fucking roommate, and I was also a drunk ass roommate. It was my buddy Matt, and we we were both radio DJs at different radio stations in Fresno, and um, it's like That's funny that, that we happened. met. I was hanging out with this girl. We went out for like not long, and we were just at a bar one day, and she was like, "Hey, my friend Matt's on the radio over at New Rock right now, um, and he gets drunk the whole time he's on the radio. You want to go hang out with him?" And I was like, "Totally, sure, sure." And then we went over there, and. Very quickly, he and I became, like, super good friends, and it was clear, like, I don't want to hang out with this girl anymore. She's, yeah. she's a mean person. <laughs> she, was, she was mean, for sure. And, uh, she's a vessel. She's a vessel. She, she carried me to my friend Matt. Yeah, yes. totally. And then we ended up living together, and he was just, his only job at the time was being on the radio, and he was just, like, a really funny dude who, uh, mm-hmm. like, he watched... <laughs> He watched Anchorman almost every day. And, uh, every day. This is how early 20s we were. We would just like drink beer. He would watch Anchorman. I had a day job, and I would come home. He'd be watching Anchorman. <laughs> he'd be like, you want to watch Anchorman? It was very, <laughs> it was very dudes living together in, in the Did he have like that on DVD, and that was the only DVD he had? Yes. Actually, yes. That's exactly what it was. And uh, we had the DVD. Right. I had a shitty old TV I had bought at like a Goodwill. And... Um, it's a DreamWorks movie, and one day, I had the day off, and I came in, I was like, oh, I got the day off, and he was like, oh, great, dude, we can watch Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I'm, here's the thing, it's obviously insane that he watched Anchorman every day, but I also mm-hmm. love him, I don't, I, so I'm not, I don't want to talk shit, I just, if you, I will, if I could put you in the place of me loving this ridiculous man who watches the same movie every day, I, I would. What's well, his and comfort so, movie, obviously. Yeah, Totally. And I was that way with Driving Miss Daisy, but not quite every day. More like maybe once a week. 
Wow, once a week. I, you know, when I was a not kid, not forever. For maybe like for maybe like uh, in college, for about maybe once every few weeks, I watched Driving Miss Daisy. Driving Miss Daisy is not what I would have guessed for you. I know, no one guesses it. It's just it's because it's not like the kind of movie that's cool or right. interesting. And it's, uh, but it's, I don't know. Uh, it's a boring, relaxing movie. Yeah. It's I have like a similar air conditioning one, of movies. Actually. What's, the, what's your similar My one? My comfort movie for a while when I was in high school was Steel Magnolias. Okay. Very similar. Very yeah. similar. A little bit more dramatic because it's younger people. And there, still, it was pretty funny. Mine was funnier than Driving Miss Daisy yeah. was, I think. Yeah. 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 Miss Daisy's not that funny. Dan Aykroyd's pretty funny in it. And I feel like. I don't know. It's got moments. It's more just like a character study. It's a very yeah. All the actors are just very, very uh, accomplished performers. So it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a really yeah. well made. Uh, yeah. So he we he was like, oh, sick. We can watch Anchorman together. And we like pulled up and we like opened beers and it was like, great. We're gonna hang out. And then he paused it during the, like the beginning of the credits and the DreamWorks logo was scrolling across the screen and he paused it and there was just a D on the screen and he uh-huh. paused it to get up and get us beers, I think. And then he came back and the D was there and we kind of looked at each other and, uh, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if, uh, we wrote O U C H E on the TV screen and, uh, left it paused forever. So the screen just said douche forever. And he was uh-huh. like, that would be funny. And he grabbed a marker and he wrote O-U-C-H-E oh, cool. in Sharpie on the screen. And then we laughed for seven, eight hours and then left it paused literally for the rest of the time I lived there. It was like another another year, I think. No way. <laughs> yeah. You're kidding me. And then, yeah, no, it became a thing. Like we would people. How would, was that possible? We were we just thought it was so funny that we were like, but ah. How is it possible to even mm-hmm. leave something paused that long? Well, I think after like nine months, like the power went out one day and it like still even like a week is incredible. Yeah. But, you know, I think it didn't like turn off. It didn't turn off. No, neither did the DVD player. (laughs) Yeah. This is amazing. And when the power went out, the D was burned into the screen. Oh, I Uh, bet it was. Yeah, totally. Jesus Christ. This is it like was, some sort of a, like a weird time stamp where if you were a time traveler, this is the thing you have to look out for is this special TV that has <laughs> the word douche on it. It's been paused right. and you have it paused for so long because you're waiting for this t- interdimensional traveler to come by and see this. Because if they don't see it, they'll go to the wrong era and all, <laughs> all space and time will be unzipped. Oh, yeah. This is your waypoint. The, the yeah, TV with douche on it. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I can't believe that's real. Well, I'm actually, right come now, to think it, of it, it's so funny that I'm like, like, how is that even fucking possible? So, so now I realize I hadn't even thought of it, but like, yeah, a TV now, like my TV in the background is like a flat screen TV. It definitely right. shuts off after like yes. 20 minutes of non-use. This was not only was it a tube TV because it was the year 2005, but it was an old TV then that I bought at a Goodwill wow. that was probably made in like the 80s. It was like a yeah a shitty fucking grainy, but it was big. I got it because it was big and it had knobs God. on the side, and we had a oh cable box, but it had it was from when you would use an antenna that was built into the TV. So yeah, it just stayed on because there was just like a thing you had to click over to turn off the TV. And and since since the DVD was paused, I think the DVD player registered it as still being used. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, it became a thing. Like I eventually like found a broken little TV. Uh, Maybe it wasn't even broken, but like a little TV. And I like plugged it into the wall behind it and put it on top of the big TV. And I wrote cock and balls on the (laughs) little TV. And then (laughs) we were very... um, like impressive yeah. young men, you know, really erudite, uh, sophisticated uh, men. <laughs> it is crazy the things that uh, I think it's a big problem is that women don't understand just how how little men care about certain things. <laughs> how incredibly, what do you say? What's the word here? Like what? How how primitive they will live. And right. for how long? Yeah. Like this, I'm trying to write this joke, but I haven't really done it yet because it's not really like my kind of zone of talking about things. But just that, um, like, you know, like women worry about how they're perceived by men. And you have to realize that most men, if they, if they have a girlfriend or a wife and she's gone, they will use the same cup and fork <laughs> and right. spoon the entire time because... <laughs> 
That way you don't have to do anything. You just have this one thing. You just keep reusing it. Right. Sure, it's going to get kind of dirty, but it's better than having to do anything else. What's the, what's the, what's the least work you can possibly do? Right. And you just truly do not care that it's gross. Because men are just so incredibly gross and disgusting. Yes. That they're just, that I think that a lot of women just can't believe. Like, I know well, my uncle, I also think. Well, my, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll, I'll remember. I'll remember. <laughs> go ahead. You go ahead. I, I also think that phenomenon is very real. And that situation with my friend Matt was a combination of that phenomenon with all men and a, and a phenomenon that I really love. And my favorite, all the people I like are like this. The people that prioritize being funny over everything else. And that oh, was what yeah. happened in that situation. So, yeah, we're like pieces of shit who live this way and watch the same movie every day in a shitty apartment. And then even though he wanted to watch Anchorman every day, more than that, he wanted a TV that said douche on it. He thought that right. was more worthwhile. Because <laughs> it is. It's like a thing where it makes yeah. you so happy to have this thing. Well, well, that actually goes perfectly in this thing my, my aunt told me about. My, my uncle, my uncle Dave, when they met, he was in college, and he had like some sort of shitty apartment with a bunch of guys in Wisconsin. They had mushrooms growing underneath the sink. And she tried to pick them and clean it up once, and they, they lost their minds. Like, no, no, don't touch them. They were so proud of these fucking mushrooms growing in their goddamn house. Wow. I can't imagine how disgusting it must have been. Insane. Like fucking mushrooms going underneath your sink in the bathroom. Dude, I lived in a house Just with four stoners. guys when I was a senior in college. And then uh -huh. I got my job at the radio station in Fresno. We all graduated, and then I left, and the other three or four of them stayed, and maybe someone else joined. I don't remember. And I, I, Fresno's three hours from L.A., and my job was only six hours a week, midnight to six. So until I got a day job, I, like, didn't really have much to do, and I, like, a couple months after being there, maybe even less, maybe, like, a month, I drove back down to hang out with them. And when mm -hmm. I got back down there, like I said, it was one or two months later, I pulled up to the house and it was night and two of them were standing across the street from the house. And this is a neighborhood. They were okay. standing across the street from the house smoking cigarettes. And this I'm is like, in Fresno or this L.A.? Is, this is in L.A. by, by okay, USC. LA. We went to USC. Got and, uh, okay. And so I like parked the car and I walked up to them and I was like, yo, what are you guys doing? Why are you standing over here? And, he, and they were like, oh, man, there's like a super bad uh, fly problem in the house. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> this is so good! Yeah, dude, and I fucking I was, know where this is going. I can't wait to hear the rest of and this. And I was like, "What?" And they were like, "Yeah." And it's like, <laughs> it's not okay. It's fine in our rooms because we close the doors to keep them out. But um, uh, like in the living room, and then all around the front door, there's flies. So we we stand over <laughs> here so <laughs> so we can smoke cigarettes. And I look, I was a scumbag in the house, but that was yeah. way too much for me. I was like, what the fuck, dude? I don't want to stay here. Are you kidding? Yes. And sure enough, I went in there and the reason there was flies was that there were just piles of trash in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes. I guess yes. that I, who also like smoked a bunch of weed and did a bunch of drugs and got drunk every day and did shit like right douche on my TV, I was the the thing that was holding them back from putting trash yeah. in the living room. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I moved and inside of a month, there was like banana peels in the fucking living room. <laughs> and just like old like soup cans. You know what I mean? Just like things with food just, in it. We're just, just, just living in trash. You're just living in trash. The only reason you are is because you have a room you can close the door to the trash. It's absolute degenerates. Just total. These are people that graduated trash. from college. Like one of those guys had a <sighs> d had a degree in anthropology, and uh, the other one had a degree in architecture. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And um, it doesn't matter. That's the most thing. This is why the <laughs> army. It's mostly men. <laughs> right. It's because these are people who are like, just don't give a fuck and are ready to die. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you're living so close to this disgustingness. Yeah. And you're not even, you don't even have to. <laughs> yeah, you're you don't. You're choosing that. You're choosing that. To you have all the means to do it, but you still do it. Yeah, man. To, to be God. like in a house with garbage in it, so... For so long that there are flies like regularly 
and your yeah. solution to the problem is to smoke cigarettes to across the street. The flies. <laughs> it's that like you so clearly funny. don't like the flies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? You know what? It would, we'd have to do something a little more. Do, yeah. Do the smallest thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, yeah. you know, I'd rather play GTA than yeah. do that. Yeah, totally. Totally. God. I've never, I've never been one of those people. I've never, I always think it's interesting, but I've never, I've never understood how. I'm always, I've actually always been fascinated by people who can, like, live in filth like that. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting to me that you can just not give a shit. I, remember, I visited my friend in college. I think it was probably like my senior year of college. I went to Denver to visit one of my best friends, and while he was in class, I cleaned up their kitchen because I just couldn't stand it. Yeah. So this is insane. Yeah. You guys aren't like. You don't have anything wrong with you. You're not like mentally ill or anything. You're just a <laughs> bunch of fucking dirtbag musicians who smoke so much weed, you can't clean your fucking kitchen. <laughs> Dude, I um, I lived with a guy for a while that I love. He's a great guy, and uh, and we we disagreed on this. And it wasn't like he was like horrible at this stuff, mm-hmm. but he was certainly that. And it was really interesting because I have come to learn from talking to other people about it that it really just is an inarguable perspective that that type of person will have. And so, Mm -hmm. for example, like we had a broken um, uh, dishwasher. And when we first lived together, like a few times I brought it up. uh, I was like, no, not broken. It worked, but it didn't work very well. So you had to wash the dishes before you put them in if you yeah. wanted them to be totally clean. And there were a few times I like told him that. Yeah, and that's then, not happening. And, right. So a couple times I reminded him and he was receptive to it and he did it a little, but then after we lived together for a while he stopped doing it. And it would drive me insane to the because like one day I like the dishwasher had been run by him and I opened it up and I started pulling it out. Oh no wait. Sorry. That's not even what happened. He like did all the dishes and whatever, some time went by, and then I was making food, and I pulled a knife out of the drawer. And a knife, I'm telling you, I didn't go to the dishwasher or the sink. I opened the silverware drawer, grabbed a butter knife, and on the butter knife, there was like a massive glob of old <laughs> peanut butter. Right. So it had been like peanut butter on it in the sink, put in the dishwasher, with peanut butter on it, taken out of the dishwasher and put back in the drawer. Yeah, and just, uh, you know. No, I said no, that to a no comic thought. at the gutter the other day who's another good buddy of mine. I told him that story, and he was like, yeah, that's what I would have done. And I was like, what? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I would have put it in the drawer. Cause, and I was like, what do you mean, dude? It's not clean. And he was like, yeah, but it went through the dishwasher, so I'm done. <laughs> and I was just like, what? I like, <laughs> I... <laughs> And he was like, no, dude, I'm on his side. And it's just like, I, I'll i never understand it, but that's something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just that, mm-hmm. that goes back to that thing mm-hmm. I was saying where it's like, if, you don't, if, you, if it's just you, one cup, <laughs> yeah. one knife, yeah. one fork. Totally. I clean it to my personal, my personal standards, and that's all it needs, as clean as it needs to be is as clean as I need it to be because I know it hasn't touched anyone else's mouth. So might as well just wipe it off with my mouth and then <laughs> use it again. <laughs> right. Why do dishes? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, why do dishes? The best thing I, I heard Josh Potter say about his apartment, he's he called it his. He said it was basically like like a save spot, like in a video game. Oh, funny. Like, oh my god, it's such a perfect description <laughs> for like a, a bachelor pad where you're just yeah. all you do is go back yeah. and change your clothes like GTA and sleep. Yeah, that's it. You do, get your you HP anyone, back you, up. Yeah, you have yeah. no one over. No one comes there at all. No one visits. Yeah, why would they? It's, it's just horrible. for you. It's, it's only for you to sleep. Yeah, maybe watch some TV while you eat a meal you ordered, and change your clothes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Wow, that's really funny, and accurate. That's especially how yeah. I'm living now because of the fucking heat wave, spot. man. Yeah, it's a safe spot because. I like this is a two bedroom apartment, and the reason the the rent was cheap is that like my friends who owned it wanted to like keep one of the bedrooms, keep access to it because they lived inland, but she works in the city, and so it was right. like a, and so I have one bedroom and the living room and the kitchen, um, but I had to move all my shit into my room AC. for the AC, mm-hmm. and I like literally, dude, I. You know, I walk around the city in that heat wave all day, and then I had to walk 
I had to make my way to the train, and then after I take the train to Jersey, I have to walk 15 minutes home, and then I have to walk up four flights of stairs in this like humid ass heat wave. Oh. And so by the time I'm up here, even if I've just changed ripped. my shirt once or twice, I'm just ripping sweat. I take all my clothes off. I just lay. Yeah. I just starfish on the bed, and I lay there until I don't feel hot anymore, which is like an hour later. God. It's totally just like uh, uh, hitting the save button. <laughs> This city's yeah. rough. It's rough, dude. It is. It is. Is the heat wave, are they done? They've got to be done, right? I mean, it is. I'm not going, I don't want to jinx it and say it's forever done. I'm going to guess mm-hmm. there's going to be a little burst of it uh, before summer is over. But it, okay. it, the heat broke, and it's back. Now it's, like, I took a hoodie with me last night because it got down to, like, Sixty-five at night, just in case I got a little chilly. I uh, I'm leaving in a week, but I'll be back. I think in October. Okay. And I know in October it's gonna be fucking. It's gonna brisk, be perfect, baby. dude. It's gonna I be can't brisk. Wait. I can't wait to just be wearing uh, a jacket everywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm never gonna be cold. I'm always gonna be warm. Yeah. I'm always so, gonna be warm. I'm, I refuse to be cold. I'm so excited for the cold weather too and i know i'm gonna eat those words in like the shitty winter like february um yeah. but like even into december i I'm, i grew up on the east you grew up in minneapolis you know what it's like it gets yeah, cold as Minnesota, fuck there, yeah but it doesn't get Very that cold. bad until like january uh well yeah it gets i mean the difference up midwest is different because it's not a pretty cold it's just a cold the east coast you have you have some they have some maritime regulation where it doesn't get quite as cold. You huh. might get more snow here, but it doesn't get it gets colder in Minnesota. It gets, it gets colder. like shitty, yeah, nasty cold. Like there. cold that hurts. Yeah, yeah. Like 30, 20 below zero, and it's totally. Daytime. People smokers smoke inside for two yeah. months. Yeah. Oof. I was actually really the first time I ever went to Minneapolis, which is still the only time I have ever been there. I did Comedy Corner mm-hmm. Underground, and I um. I was on tour, so I like I got a hotel downtown that was like it was like discounted because there was construction or something, and right. I didn't realize uh, like all the buildings in downtown Minneapolis Skyway. are connected by skyways. It was so fucking cool, man. I it's pretty cool. You don't have to go outside. Yeah, I had never seen anything yeah. like that. Well, it's just too damn cold. Yeah, it's so fucking cold. Yeah, man, I can't wait for it though. Man, the thing that. <clears throat> thing I'm jealous of is the way that people who live in a super cold climate, when spring comes, I can't imagine how that, how good that must feel. Yeah, you explode It's been so out. long since I experienced that. I'm really excited for the seasons, man. I lived in L.A. for 20 years, dude. It's, uh, it's all, I mean, like, I hate the, I hated the heat wave, so we'll see, I yeah. guess. But I don't know. The, all, the changing everything, seasons Everything equals cool. out. Yeah. It's always like a thing where you get... You get everything is uh, balanced out. Yeah. The only thing that's not balanced out is how many goddamn people live here. You just can't go anywhere without seeing. If you stand on a corner for five minutes, you'll see 150 people. <laughs> you'll see. Crazy. That's here. That's where I am. Where there's not that many people. If you're like in some place like Williamsburg, it's yeah. like you you cannot not be in someone's way. Where are you? You'd have to be like I'm in uh, Brooklyn Heights. Oh, cool. Oh, it's so it's nice. It's pretty there. chill here. It's very. Very mellow, a lot of brownstone action, a lot of strollers. Cobblestone sidewalks and Cobblestone, shit like that. Cobblestone, yeah. You're also mm-hmm. right by the water there. Man, I love it there. It's beautiful. Pretty close, about two yeah. blocks from the water. Oh, that's Maybe cool. three blocks. Did you get a that place, is nice. like an Airbnb? Airbnb, yeah. Oh, cool. It's nice, you know, but I will say, I, I can't believe how goddamn dark it is in these places. Yeah. I wake I up, and I'm like, is it raining? No, it's not. It's sunny as shit, but the light's just not coming in here because it's, it's the first floor. There's also like a weird you you know all this one all the stereotypes of New York are like city that never sleeps people fucking mm-hmm. everywhere parts of New York get fucking desolate it's really oh, weird oh yeah yeah this area is, is sleepy as fuck after like 10 9 30, 10, yeah no one's nothing's there. happening I tell you what is here uh, rats yeah dude there, there are, are rats. rats I get just thinking about it, I get skeezed out man I can I I like rats as a, as an animal. Yeah. And um but I do not like them when I'm walking around and I have to worry about them touching me. I know they probably won't. They don't want to touch me. I don't want to touch them, but the idea when you walk They're by gross. all these fucking trash bags and you hear them squeaking and stuff and you see them running in these little tunnels and things. Ugh, so fucking gross. They're everywhere. They're fucking everywhere, man. Yeah, There's so fucking... many of them. Yeah, dude, it's because <laughs> these these people put out like twelve bags of trash at night. And they've got 
next 10 hours to sit there and just pick through the trash and eat stuff. Yeah. It's insane. They just have, cause there's no place to put garbage cans in the city. Yeah. There's no space. Yeah. It's so crazy to me that you have, you have this massive rap problem because there's no trash cans. <laughs> right. There's no fucking trash cans. Cause there's no place to put them. Yeah, totally. There's just so many fucking rats that <laughs> I saw one the other day. It was so big, man. It was oh, like dude. the size of like, They're fat like as my hell, forearm dude. from my elbow to my wrist. And that's its body. It was Dude, so big, I couldn't believe it. They are, <gasps> uh, it's off-putting. Like, I didn't realize how big <gasps> they were going to be. They're so big as fuck. And you'll also see something I, I, I don't think I ever saw in L.A. I would see them in my house, but just walking mm-hmm. down the sidewalk, you'll see the biggest fucking cockroach you've ever seen in your life, Ooh, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, shit, I got to move. That thing is <gasps> half the length of my shoe. I hate um, all this crap. Yeah. Oh, man. I love it here. The rats. <laughs> Have you been Why to Queens? Why did you move here exactly? What's that? I've been to Queens years ago. I've, I've been to Queens years ago, but I was asking, why did you why did you decide to move here? What was the thing that we were like, oh, I got to do this? Yeah, man. It was like a, it was a few things, but so like pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. I think the biggest reason I moved here is that pre-pandemic, I was getting despondently sad and it was because I like felt like I was in a rut. And I just needed a change. Nothing had changed. And uh, yeah. and then, so that's just like base, at a basic level where I was at. Um, right. And then like during the pandemic, I went from being 37 years old to being 39 years old. And uh, right. I just hadn't really thought about getting older in comedy yet. And I was like yeah, forced to. Yeah, it's definitely to, different, man. Yeah. And I, I had to like think about how I'm going to turn 40 and I'm right. not... Not only am I not like big in what I do, I don't make a lot of money. And um and so it was really like do I do I stay in LA and I I keep this life and I just sort of like segue into part of my life where I accept like well, I'm not going to have a lot of money and uh work will be me like trying to like I don't know, get out of that rut in LA or do I like go to a place that has more stand-up that could invigorate me, that will excite me at a basic level because I want some change. And also, like, I don't know, man. I, like, it was, I, you know what it really was, I think? It, I, it really came down to me feeling like either I moved to New York or I quit because I wasn't that, feeling excited in L.A., man. I uh-huh. felt like I did it. I came up there, and I don't think, I don't think I'm bad at what I do. And I don't think I get no respect, and I don't think that people in L.A. didn't like me, but I didn't get to whatever place was making my life easier and making my, like, my industry, like, shit roll in here and there, you know? And so it was like, yeah, make my, uh, let's, uh, and I want to be great at this. So I was like, uh, makes sense. time no, to make a bunch sense. of change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense because anytime you change location, it's always, it doesn't matter uh, where you change, as long as you change your, you're changing your perspective, yeah. which changes everything about the way you, even being here for me, just walking so much and being in a place that's so, I'm seeing so much new stuff and feel, I'm feeling like I feel out of place. I feel yeah. very out of place here. I'm not a young person anymore, so it feels weird to feel out of place, but it's made me think about, I've written so many yeah. jokes about the city totally. just since I've been here because it's, my perspective has changed so much. That's all because I'm just in a different place, and especially a place that's so incredibly stimulating that it makes sense that... Well, yeah, dude, just, and here's another thing. Travel. If you have depression and anxiety at all, I would say the hustle and bustle and the walking of New York are really good for it, and the... Oh, for sure. It, at least for my depression, the way that L.A. works, how lonely it is, and how like mm-hmm. non-kinetic you are, like how sedentary you end up being, is really bad right. for me. I'm feeling... And here's another thing, dude, like... In comedy, you know, I I really think that I really think I would have quit if I didn't move. And a lot of that is just because how do you keep doing this thing that requires excitement to do when you're not doing exciting things? And yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, you have to you have to work harder and harder for the same thing. Yeah, totally. So it becomes not worth it. And uh if it's hard to get great at art, I feel like you getting good is hard, but a lot of people can get good. I think I got mm-hmm. good. 
I think getting great will probably take another fucking 20 years, you know? And how do I keep the stamina to do that if I, you know, I definitely would quit. Um, yeah, you, there's so mm-hmm. much more comedy here. It's kind of, I, I mm-hmm. can't believe this, how significantly more comedy is here than in L.A. It's crazy. Especially since the pandemic. Like, I feel like L.A. has not come back and even close to Big time. where it was before. You know what else, man, is I really love about New York is there are, so I, and I know you're like this too. I am, I'm a fan of some things that are like mainstream and pop, but I'm a fan of a lot of things that are not. And um, most of those things had their moment where they were cool either to like everybody or to the indie world or whatever little world. And in New York City, like a lot of those things have like a little bit of an ecosystem still. And oh, really? uh, what? well, like, so the music I've been listening to the most lately is anti-folk. You ever listen to, to anti-folk? Do you know I what have I have mean? a little bit. I think I do know that it's, it's not just a genre, right? Isn't it also a label? Uh, no, I don't know if a there's a label. It's a genre. It refers to like okay. the biggest ones are the mountain goats and the moldy peaches. And uh, absolutely. I know yeah. them both very well. Yeah. It's, yeah, like lo-fi folk that's sort of punky and irreverent, you know, that didn't take itself so seriously. And it, like, kind of got really popular in, the in uh, like, uh, I believe the Lower East Side and the West Village in the 90s. Oh, yeah, because um, what's his name from Moldy Peaches? Adam... Adam Green, yeah. Adam Green, yeah. So he still Kimmy lives Dawson. here. Kimmy Dawson, right. And then mm-hmm. another one of the people in that scene was this guy, Jeffrey Lewis. And uh, okay. he's... Great. He's my favorite of all of them. And he like, dude, he still lives in Brooklyn. He's the one I'm talking about. He I haven't like delved into it too much, but he's like the shining example of this for me. He's in his 40s. He lives in Brooklyn and uh, I like follow his shit. And every like month or two, he does a show at a hundred, 200 cap venue in Brooklyn and it fills up. And Kate Willett and Pat Bishop and I went to one at the Broadway and uh it was fucking dope. It was him and his band. And it wasn't like a big deal, but he has that amount of fans here to fill it up. Yeah. And it was the most fun night. And I just Yeah, you can yeah. you can be you can be kind of niche, but you can you can sustain yourself. Totally. You can like That's interesting. It's exciting to me the idea of being like a local artist who develops a following while simultaneously uh, putting shit out where you're trying to reach the rest of the world. Like yeah. to live here and make stuff and know it also just feels like a place where people are excited that there's stuff unique to this place, you know? Um, I see that. That, yeah. that makes sense, yeah. And you know what's fucked up, dude? Is it like, and as you can tell, like, I'm a little down on L.A. right now, and I realize that. I do love L.A. It, it okay. was my home for so long. I mean, um, I've been down on it for a long time. I don't even think about it now. I just yeah. think it's a place. It's just a place. The bummer about L.A. is that I don't really know a lot of people that are like really jazzed about things that people like the industry and uh, trying like trying to make it and getting big in L.A. But not a lot of people get stoked about the stuff that is that uniquely is specific to L.A. that no one else would understand. And there's a lot of that shit. And uh, there is the Hollywood history is incredible. I will say, you know, what's cool is I started going to LAFC games, and that feels like a uniquely LA thing. Okay, uh, the football, right? The, the soccer, soccer team. Yeah, the yeah. soccer teams there. Like the people that love it are real fans, and uh, and it just feels like a, a thing that, uh, it, it, like I don't know, integrates well with how LA is. And uh, right. going to the games felt like yeah, we're all LA people, and we love this. I think. Dodgers fans have that too, but that's true. Dodgers fans, yeah. I think there's also some of that stuff. It feels like a bit aged. I'm, a, I feel aged out of. There's sure. definitely a pretty, a pretty significant, uh, like punk scene in the East Side, like you know, deep East Side, like sure, like all the way out to Alhambra, Monterey Park. Yeah, it's yeah. Probably, it's that. There's a big El DIY Serino. backyard punk scene. That's but not that's surprising. That's like kids in their 20s, man. That's 20s and younger. That's not me. I mean, and those kids were always the scene. Oh, big rave really? Scene that makes sense. Yeah, big rave scene. But it's always new artists who are really. I mean, I went to a party one time called Brownies and Lemonade. <laughs> went to this years ago because mm-hmm. my wife Britt, she was in. She's into that stuff. Yeah. And um, we somehow got in there, 
And we, we left well before it was peaking even, you know, it was going to go all night. But this thing now is so fucking big, we couldn't possibly get in there. It's oh, just like funny. so, but they have these, all these places they do, it moves around, huh. all East LA, downtown kind of stuff. You know what's funny? That's, I've, that's also a young person's game. I yeah, think. I, you know what? Yeah, like that definitely is has always been how it is. And I... Mm-hmm. I've been a part of like different versions of those things in LA. And I remember actually when I started stand up in LA, comedy felt that way. It felt like Dude, comedy felt like a crazy like that. It was the best. It, it felt was like so it was incredible. awesome because it was like the industry was there and we were in Hollywood, but also it felt like a little hometown. It felt like a little small town where Absolutely, we were all yeah. friends and we did each other's shows and we had like a real scene and it was important to us that we were fucking LA comics. And uh, yeah. you're right. It's, it's, it's young people doing that. And I think I, I hadn't really thought about it, but in New York, it does feel like there's scenes for old people and that's what it is. Yeah. That's a good point. It's a good <laughs> yeah. point. There's actually something, I can't remember exactly what it was, but something that Andy Warhol said about, uh, I think he was telling this to um, Basquiat or maybe, I don't know, it could be out of context, but basically what he said is that as you get older, the art becomes the art of commerce because you can't get the jazz, you can't get the same uh, thrill. It's like if you go bungee jumping every day, bungee jumping is going to stop being exciting to you because right. you do it so goddamn much. Right. So you have to change what makes it exciting. And he was saying how the commerce of it has to be the thing that starts making you exciting huh. because you can't get, you don't get a, a big time thrill for performing anymore. So you have to figure out a way. How do I yeah. commercialize? How do I market? It sounds kind of the way I'm saying it. I think it sounds kind of, um, what are you saying? I, you know what I mean? It sounds, it doesn't sound very positive or it sounds kind of uh, conniving or manipulative the way I'm saying it. But I think what he's trying to say is that in order to, to transcend and to grow, you have to, change how you're, you're at your relationship to the art has to be more about how do you get more people to see this yeah. thing now that you have something you, you want to share you have to find a way to share it better it doesn't sound negative to and me it's hard, I, it's I hard understand work. i think that you know it's the kind of thing that might sound negative to a 16 year old and it well, should exactly and it yes. should yeah uh, what do you mean man i'm never gonna yeah. sell out it's like well, <laughs> right. okay sure don't right. sell out yeah. enjoy that but yeah, you got to keep out. it fresh. I mean, matter of fact, we're talking about matter of fact, dude, if I lived in L.A. and I was getting a lot of work, that would have been what refreshed my career in the way that I was looking for. And that's because you're like because, yeah, the way that it's negative is you're thinking about money and money is killing all of us. And uh, mm-hmm. but but also it is your job and thinking about how. OK, so. I have gotten really into I dug through old recordings of my stand up and I put together a clean album in quarantine in order to submit to the clean comedy radio station on Sirius XM. That's true. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did that for a bunch of reasons. But one was like, I'm like, fuck, I don't know how to make money. I have this dirty album. There's a clean station. Maybe if there's clean versions, I I can get it played. Right. And uh, so I did that. And in doing that, I realized that for a really long time, I grew up going to punk shows. Punk is like something that's very important to me. Doing things on your own, yeah. doing things like for the love of it is very important to me. And um, so as a result of that, I had always thought like pur- purposely making something clean is is selling out. It's selling your soul. And mm-hmm. in doing this, I realized that I'm still me even if I do the clean version of the thing. Because I had these versions of the jokes I had done at like different shows in order to try to get them on late night, you know, and some of them were better. And so it's become like an interesting exercise for me. And that's very similar to what you're talking about. Like you're still you. And if you if you keep your morals and you keep your unwillingness to not be yourself, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you stay you and you stay moral then you can explore all sorts of versions of the things you make, and some of those versions can be more accessible versions. You know, I and I think yeah, that's really it's, interesting. Yeah, it's it's definitely a very like a advanced or like a mature way of looking at things to realize you're not selling out. You're just you're just uh, you're sharing something that you've got become really good at, and you have to find a way to share it. Otherwise, it's just gonna fucking sit there and turn to dust. It's like the difference between saying fuck Joe Biden 
and <laughs> I don't like Joe Biden, and I love Trump. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. the first two are still the same thing. <laughs> uh, you can still be, yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I think that when I was young, I would have said, not saying fuck Joe Biden makes you a coward <laughs> or whatever, right. you know. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, totally. But that's time, time change. Yeah, dude, I'm old as hell. New York, baby, you got to get the fucking poppy <laughs> seeds everywhere, every goddamn day. You got the freaking everything. Right. The rats, every morning, the rats I, keep you alive. I snort rat blood and I shove a poppy seed bagel up back. my ass. Uh, <sighs> yeah, that's right. I walk through a little Italy shooting people. Um, you know, New York stuff. New York. Yeah, dude. What's a what's a good what's a good? Uh, you said Jeffrey Lewis. Is that his name? Yeah, Jeffrey Lewis. Um, so I'll I'll put a song here at the end of his if oh, you'll dude. send me a, the best one I should put in. My uh, favorite song of his is on his most recent record that okay. he uh, put out with a band. Um, the it's called Jeffrey Lewis and the Voltage. And it sounds um, so familiar, but I don't think I really know exactly his stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking I don't, but I actually. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe. Sorry, go oh, ahead. This guy seems familiar as hell. Yes. Yeah, he's great. Where is the oh. chat? Where can I drop it's, uh, in? It's on link? the page there. You know, you can just just text it to me. If oh, you I can. see you it. Have, there we go. Do that, or you can chat. It. You can chat it to me. Yeah. What about Boom, stuff? Dude. You got any sh- shows or things you want to talk about? I'll also talk about the beginning. But you got any some things you want to? Uh, want just to, listen uh, to my podcast. That's that's my favorite thing I've ever made, man. Uh, Caleb Sign and I have a podcast called What's It Called, where. Uh, mm-hmm. Every week we rename something. Oh man, you would be great on. We don't have a lot of guests because it's okay. we just have so much fun the two of us. But we should have you right. on. We'd love to, man. I'm um, down. You know I'm always down. Hell yeah, dude. Cool. I'm always down to guest. I love guesting. The web the website is what's it called da rodeo. What's it called da rodeo. Hell yeah, nice dude. And uh, Dave Ross, what's it called? <laughs> Dot Rodeo, the yeah. podcast. You gotta check it out. See, yeah. you gotta say that though in your voice. Me, that's me doing you. What's it called? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I remember what's years it, ago whoop, whoop, when we, whoop, whoop, whoop. I made that pilot with Doug. We had you do the voiceover, and it sounded so fucking cool. It was Dude, like the first right. time in my life. I was like, hey. Can someone, can you do this thing that's like a professional thing and you did it? And I was like, oh my God, this sounds so good. It was so, so cool that like, that was fun, I don't man. know how to describe it. What I happened was, with that? I remember, uh, I think we kind of sold it, but then some things happened where we couldn't do it because I had to do something else. And yeah, it's a classic. I, I think back to that. That's one of the best things I've ever made. I think about uh, how fucking cool and funny that was, but yeah. You know, there's so many things that just get lost to time that don't make it out of the thing where it's just how it is. Yeah, totally. Sucks, but that's life. It was good, though. Yeah. Yeah, man. Dave Ross, check it out. Fucking cool. Thanks for having me, buddy. Dude, great chilling. I'll see you again soon, I know. We'll see you in person. We can touch rats and stuff. Hell yeah, I love rats. Pizza rats. That's my favorite kind. Pizza rat. (laughs) Nothing beats the pizza rat. (laughs) Bye, Dave. <laughs> Bye, Johnny. Bye. Bye. See Be out of my mind because everything